you know, they didn't do multicultural days and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they did, we were the only ones performing because no one else was coming, you know? <laughs> So it wasn't, it wasn't that much fun. Yeah, um, it's harmony day. Okay, <laughs> you know what to do. Exactly, exactly. What's going on, Shop fam? My name is Moss and I'm accompanied by my two tokos in crime, Vita. Welcome, welcome. A.K.A. T, A.K.A. Tongue and Lips. And the other toko, Fale. Yeah, what's happening? AKA Far, AKA Justin Molin. Today's amazing guest is the founder of Pacific Runway, which is a platform for our Pacifica people to showcase their talents and creativeness as fashion designers, models, and photographers. Pacific Runway started in 2012 and has grown from strength to strength, starting in southwest of Sydney in the early days and eventually being the first and the only fashion show in Carriage Works, Sydney. Look sharp, fam, introducing Janique Shay Uli. How are you, Janique? Good, thank you. Thank you for welcome, having welcome. me. <laughs> now, good to have you on board, Janique. You've done some amazing things and, and how you sorted it, so can't wait to go through it. Um, but just tell us a bit about yourself, uh, background, family, uh, brothers and sisters, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, so my mother's Māori and my dad is Samoan and born in New Zealand, um, Whangarei up north, and ah, yep. but we've been living here for... A long time, I think, since I was seven, six or seven. So oh, we've right. been here for ages, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, five kids in the family. I'm the second eldest. We've mm. got I've got two brothers, two sisters. Um, and so my parents, both social workers, have been living uh, working in that uh, amongst the youth and disadvantaged oh, yeah. youth and all that stuff um, for many years. So we kind of grew up shadowing them and following them and seeing how they work with um, young people. And um, that's actually how we remember our childhood is being at the youth centre and all that kind of stuff. Always getting involved Uh, in the community. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny how this road, my journey then led into sort of the same sort of thing, but, you know, more on the creative side, but still working within the community. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a bit about me and living out in Campbelltown. Been here okay. for years. So Sea Town yeah. represent. C-town. Yes, it is. <laughs> Does that make you a, a Wallaby supporter? Your family Wallaby supporters now? Or what? Uh, I shouldn't have oh. said that. No, <laughs> oh, what have you done? I've got to recruit as much as we can. We're, we're <laughs> running low, you know. Uh, no, I'm still an All Black. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> hey, so Janique. So, Janique, yeah. uh, I just want to put three teams in front of you. The most important question, right? So, you got Wallabies, the All Blacks, and Manu Samoa. Who are you jumping on? Oh, I'm still an All Black. Oh, 100, 100. <laughs> Smart oh, I choice. Can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> Especially when they're beating teams 102 nil and 100 and. Yeah. Uh, no. No, but... <laughs> So, so you told us a bit about your background and how your your parents were involved in in the youth and um, community works. So, what was it like growing up for you and your family around Oz around that time? Around, sorry, what was that? What was the last part? Oh, just growing up around um, in Oz around that time, being oh, okay. heavily involved um, in the community and stuff. Well, they were still working quite closely. Oh, it was very multicultural where they were they were working and. Minto and Miller out in Liverpool. Um, Yeah, so it was very multicultural at that time and we kind of um, grew up watching them support mostly Pacific um, youth, but it was very multicultural. So, um, 
yeah, for us growing up, we were seeing them working with different cultures. And I think for us as young kids, because we were only primary school age at that time, um, that then instilled in us when we go to school, you know, not shy to talk to other kids that are yeah, not yeah, the yeah. same colour as us and yep. all that type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, them working within that field really brushed off on us and, and our upbringing as well. Yeah. And around that time when you're growing up, was the culture involved much coming from Modi and Samoan background? Uh, within my home or? Yeah, yeah, in your home. Yeah, um, not really. Like we, I probably know more Modi than Samoan, but because oh, yeah. my dad, my dad didn't really speak Samoan to us, um, yeah. you know, only to his siblings and things like that. And I think, I don't know if it's just because we lived here, they didn't really speak it much or anything. So, um, but I wish, you know, now that I'm an adult, yeah. I kind of, I'm glad that my husband can speak Samoan, so it's Yo. like he can, he can speak that to the children. And um, but I wish now that I'm an adult, I wish that we knew a bit more, more. when we were little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess we're uh, never too old to learn, so I better jump onto nah, that that's boat it. soon. <laughs> I think T, you say it best. Um, every year, learning Tongan is on the, on the goals list. Yeah. Yeah, that with uh, losing weight. And, um, <laughs> Owen too at the moment. Owen too. <laughs> this morning I saw you the Instagram. Um, you did thirteen k's riding your bike. Hey. Yeah, that's that's on the gram. Yeah, that. <laughs> nah, nice. Hey, so Janique, just around that time, so your your family's heavily involved in the community, especially helping our Pacifica people. Um, a bit distant towards your culture. What was the primary school years like? Um, what kind of friends did you have? Um, what was the demographic around that time? So when we moved here from New Zealand, we lived in Fairfield, which was a very multicultural uh, school. Yeah. yeah, so our school, first school was really uh, multicultural, but we were only there for about a year. And then we moved out to Campbelltown. So our first school out here in Campbelltown, we were, there was only two other Pacific families and everyone else was Australian. So oh, yeah, right. um, I think it was a shock as well because then we came from a really multicultural area yeah and then came out here and it was only um a fijian Samoan family and a maori family Yo. um so it was only our three families of you know brownies at the school yeah. um but i kind of so most of my friends were australian um and then probably year six then we moved to a primary school in minto and then that was another cultural shock because then it was all brown kids. So yeah. I wasn't used to that yet. <laughs> so, you know, so we just went from one school to the other. So, um, yes. but I think I, I'm i glad that we sort of went through that. We didn't go through any type of racism or anything at yeah. our first school out here That's in Kansas. Awesome. Yeah. It wasn't mm. really like that. I don't mm. think, I didn't feel like, oh, we're the only brown kids here. I, I never really felt like that um but it was probably more of a shock when we moved to our school in Minto and then it was just all brown kids and I wasn't used to seeing that um (laughs) yeah yeah, so but I mean I'm glad that we did because then I think if I just grew up in just Pacific schools or you know Pacific dominated schools then I don't know how you wouldn't understand sort of different cultures and things like that yeah 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 Yeah, exactly yeah so I love to go to both schools, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, awesome. Apparently, um, if you're from Minto, you pronounce it Mino. Can you confirm oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My, brothers, no. my husband will be laughing at me. That, that is true. That is true. 
It's no. good old minnow. Minnow, minnow. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so you're in high school um, over in, in Minnow or Minto there. Um, you're surrounded by people that look like you and things like that. What was, what was the high school years like? Um, so, funny enough, I went to like an Australian school, primary yeah. school, then moved to Minto, went to the, in year six, went to um, Sir Redfern, yeah. but then went back to a Australian school for high school. Oh, yeah. Um, and then went back to a high school in Minto. So yeah. I started year seven to uh, to ten um, in an Australian kind of school, and then um, I ended up back in Minto for my Yo. senior year. So, which I'm glad about as well because I think my creative side in that, where at my high school wasn't really, you know, they didn't do multicultural days and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if they did, we were the only ones performing because no one else. Was <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't that much fun. Yeah, um, it's harmony day. Okay, you know what to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but then when I moved to Seraphim for my senior years, it was like, man, it was the best because yeah. they they focused on sport, you know, um, creative, um, you, dancing, all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that I finished off my high school years there because I think it just really showed me which way I wanted to go after school. Yeah. And it's mm. it's it's crazy as well. Like uh, around high school, it's a it's a pivotal pivotal time for for a lot of people. And even I know people in their twenties that sort of still don't know what they they want to do. But mm. in in high school, did you sort of drift towards fashion, or did you have interests, or were you creative in high school? I, I heard you mentioned sport as well. Um, what was the interest um, in high school like? Performing arts has always been my interest um, from a young age, and then but then. I, obviously, when I got into high school, I was able to do more of that, singing, dancing, acting, all that type of stuff. Yeah, wow. um, yeah so I think, and because my background is event management, so, yeah. um, but I think at the time I didn't realise I was doing all that stuff, you know, organ- organising things for the school and all yeah. that. I was just focusing on performing arts, so I didn't realise I was actually good at doing the event side of things. Uh, it was just yep. something, yeah. So, um but yeah, so once I came out of high school, that's um, sort of where my path led was more towards um, event management. Yeah, so event management. Mm. But was there any, um, so you did the singing and, um, you know, the creative side and things like that. Um, mm. How did you, how, how did you marry event management and fashion together? How did that, how was that born? Uh, so I, because I was still within the performing arts industry, I sort of, I knew people that were designers, um, hairstylists, makeup artists, oh. all that type of stuff. So that's where the creation of bringing Pacific Runway together. Yeah, um, yeah. I only, I didn't have any really, I don't have any background in fashion. It was oh. more events. So I just created this event for my friends to sort yeah, of come together yeah, right. and showcase. So I think that's where, um, yeah, people kind of think, oh, you're into fashion. Not really. I'm, <laughs> don't ask me about anything about fashion. But, um, you know, my, my background's um, the event side of it. So when I first started doing Pacific Runway, it was purely for people within my community that I knew um, that were working within the industry. So I was like, you know what, I want to put something together for you guys to showcase your mm, talents. Um, yeah, so that's how that was created. Yeah. So that's how that was created. Uh, knowing a few people, what was the steps to get there? Did you have any um, 
events that you managed beforehand as sort of preparation for what Pacific Runway would eventually become? Yeah, yeah. So Pacific Runway was the first like fashion-based event that I did, but everything else before that was all um, dance shows. Um, yeah, it was all based around performing arts. So yeah. lots of experience doing that, but yeah. this would be the first one, uh, first event to um, around fashion. Yeah, true. Yeah. Man, it's it's crazy, right? So <clears throat> a place um that I that I worked previously, they had to activate a, a space, right? But something happened in the lot that um that they wanted to activate was no longer uh, available, right? So mm-hmm. they had a specific date, they had DJs all, you know, lined up and you know, you can't rebook DJs sometimes because they're booked out and other things. So um mm. all these sort of things went wrong and um they were running around trying to get a place. They didn't um, actually get it, so they had to cancel the event. Did you have any moments like that with some of the stuff that you used to plan? Because um, it's crazy. It's it's quite full on. You, you've got to talk to a yeah, whole different yeah. people and, yeah. Yeah, it is. Probably not till COVID came along. <laughs> um, like, before that, we've never really had um, anything like that happen to us venue-wise, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We've never had to, because I know that's that's the scariest part for me as the yeah. event coordinators. Then, mm. if something like that happens with your venue, um, or with anything that you know, maybe our sound doesn't work or lighting and things like that, um, looking after the logistics of that is really hard. Um, but thankfully, we haven't had any issues yet. Um, before COVID hit, <laughs> can I say, like, for the Polynesians um, in Maldives, like. Doing events can be like a massive thing, like weddings, you know, funerals mm-hmm. and whatever else there is. Mm. Um, and it can be so confusing, like on, you know, what you need to do, who do you invite and all the rest of it. Did you get some of your inspiration from like just having big gatherings or was it really just you just like to do events itself? Um, I think, well, it goes back to my performing arts background. I think I just enjoyed, you know, when I would go to things, like concerts or whatever. Like I loved that people were brought together for one thing that they enjoyed. Um, So I think I just worked off that. It was just bringing people together because obviously if they're they're there, they all share a common interest. Um, So I think I just got my inspiration from that, wanting to, from me going and being a part of other things, um, then bringing this event together, you know, purely for people to be together um, and because they share a common interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, just some feedback. So um, my brother, he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Pacific Runway thing. And I was like, oh, really? And then I heard from a couple of, um, you know, my wife's mates just like re- regarding and all the buzz that was around it. Mm. Um, and I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool that they're doing something like that. Um, but I was a bit scared because when I was um, in New Zealand, like we, we went to Polyfest and it was like all happening and it was all yeah, really yeah. good. And that's like that's yeah. cultural, right? And yeah, really, yeah. Really good culturally. And then we came to Australia, I think it was like next to Darling Harbour. And there was like five people, some had socks on, they didn't have the costumes <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, let them wear socks. <laughs> all to them and, you know, the planning was, you know, somewhere. Um, and then me and Vito were like, man, this is nothing like, and again, this is just our feedback on what we Yeah, had. yeah, um, yeah. And then when it came to your event, like, you know, it's a good event if you're hearing it from people that you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're telling you, oh, this, this and this. And then my brother went through the event, then he took a heap of photos. Um, I think that's probably like one of those events that 
brought everyone together, but it was planned, it was managed, it was yeah. done well. Mm. So um, just at the tail of that, um, was there a lot of you just in, in your management background to kind of pull everyone in? Because I know like we're really talented, but sometimes if it's not reined in properly, it yeah. can be very, very confusing and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, we've got an awesome team that are, that are on board with me. And I think, because um, that's a, the biggest thing for me as well, going to an event, like, because I have this knowledge of how it should be, if I go to an event and then, you know, we're sitting there, it starts an hour, yeah, an hour yeah, and a half, yeah. two hours later, and I'm like, oh, man, you know. So all these things, I just do it not knowing, but uh, I'm thinking about, man, like, these are things that when I plan for an event that I want to make sure, okay, make sure we're starting on time. Make sure, you know, yeah, anything yeah. that, um, what you would like to see when you're sitting at an event, I try to make sure that, put that all in the planning but um we definitely have a good core team that are you know we're all alike in the sense of getting things done <laughs> um and doing it properly yeah. so thankfully uh, we have a we have a good team that um that helped me along along the way yeah and that makes all the difference yeah when you think about um, any functions any teams yeah. um, any workplaces if you have the right team in place Mm. everything will be able to work even if it doesn't work out um i know for yourself um and COVID, and we'll talk about it a little bit later but you know you had some setbacks but there was still so much love and support mm. that was going on because you have an honest product um yeah. can you tell us a little bit a, a little bit more about your team and how you created that team and some of their roles um that they have um with pacific runway yeah yeah so um it's all female dominated so um oh. and we're all pacific pacific women um, That's why all... it's organised. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if the blokes got together and tried something? Oh, yeah. oh, be like three milk crates. <laughs> oh. Hey, I thought you said it was on Tuesday. Where? It was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so... uh, yeah, it is. Uh, and, you know, we're all mums. And um, awesome. I think it took, well, for all of us, it, um, most some of them have been on since the very beginning, 10 years ago. So... Um, but they all know and value what I feel about the show. So that's, the, um, you know, we did not trying to go into other things, but we did have other people involved, didn't yeah. work out. Um, and then my team now is just like we all see the same, have the same goal, have the same vision, um, which is why I feel now like is why we're able to thrive in this because we're all on the same page. Um, and we all have that the same end result, like what we want um, to, or how we want the, the event to be perceived by, you know, our community that comes along. Um, so, yeah, shout out to our boss mamas that are on our, yep. our shout committee. Shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> no, nice. All right, so, Janique, take us back to 2012 before it even existed. Run us through how you got everything together um, again, not coming from an events management um, background. The only, the closest I got to an event is if I bought tickets or if I was standing, you know, next to the stage, making sure no one mm -hmm. jumped on people's shoulders. But yeah, so yeah. Run, us, run us through back in 2012, how it all uh, unfolded for you. Um, well, I think it was uh, youth week at the time. So obviously my parents were working on different things, um, <laughs> events for that week. And so I had suggested, oh, I wouldn't mind... Um, you know, doing something because I've got some friends that yeah, do yeah. fashion and all that stuff. 
dancers, all that kind of thing. So um, I had suggested to my mum, oh, what if we do something out here in Campbelltown mm. and I can run that and, um, you know, we'll just get everyone. Literally not thinking about where it was going after yeah, this. Yeah. Like there was no thought at all. It was just let's do something fun, you know, to put into Youth Week um, and have within our local oh, community. So like a one-off thing, um, yeah, right? It was a one-off thing, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I never had any plans for it to go any further. It was just literally the one-off thing. So, um, yeah, it's crazy because, yeah, now it's just at a totally different level. But I was not – back then it was all, oh, yeah, let's just do this. This will be fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And just I love doing that – things within my local community. You know, we all look forward to having something on. Um, you know, take the kids to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was oh man, it was so much fun. Yeah. And there, there was no thought behind it behind, all yeah. of, of it. Like yeah, because now it's a totally different story. You yeah, have yeah. Media, of course. you have it's a lot huge. of people that look. Yeah. I don't know. They they're not waiting for you to fall, but you know, there's yeah. a lot of eyes that are watching us now. Yeah, of course. Um, but back then it was just like man, let's just do. It was it. just it was a fun, fun thing around the community yeah, yeah, for Youth yeah. Week. Hey, can we do this? Yeah, sure. So yeah. In 2012, just for the for the youth week, how did you bring it all together? Um, you obviously had mates in the industry um, and, and the like. So how did you piece by piece put put together the puzzle? Um, well, thankfully, you know, every, well, I think that's all Polynesians that yeah. we've all got friends that know friends that who's that's a it. DJ, who's yeah, a yeah, singer, yeah. da da da, you know. Oh yeah, my yeah, cousin. Exactly. I got my cousin. Exactly. I speak to my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> So that's like exactly how it all kind of came about, you know, mm. um, that we I knew some people, but let's bring in some others yeah. um, and just, you know, put dancers in there, put cultural groups in there. and mm. um, But it was literally just an idea that then turned into this fun event. Um, mm. I wasn't even expecting that event to be that big because um, yeah, right. I remember it did uh, sell out and then, you know, everyone comes and they're still trying to get in and you yeah. know how it is yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and so everyone was just standing out in the foyers just watching from the foyer because it was that full but I even then I wasn't thinking that it that that particular event was going to be that big um but yeah it was literally who does everyone know let's bring yeah. them together and then, um and put this yeah put this show on so um yeah it was good fun so after it's all done and dusted the first one Everyone probably had a lot of fun and everyone was still buzzing afterwards. Um, what mm. was that feeling like, that satisfaction that you had afterwards? Oh, man, it was the best. Like, yeah. we had, um, because we had some of the dancers from Paris Goebbels request dance oh, for yo. the time. Yeah, right. So they were over here. So um, they were over here performing for the event and things like that. So everyone was just buzzing because it was our local talent. But then yeah. plus we had international um <sighs> Um, dancers, which at that time they were like really popular and things like that. So I remember afterwards, everyone's just outside in the foyers, just connecting with one another. Yeah. And it was just, you know, everyone was just buzzing that it was yeah. something that they had um, to look forward to and really enjoyed the night. So yeah, it was a good time, good memories. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So obviously, Rocky won, massive success. <laughs> so when Rocky won's a success, there has to be a Rocky too. Was um, uh, their discussion straight away that you guys were going to back up the following year? Or um, no, there wasn't. So we actually had 
we actually ended up so that was in April 2012 and then we ended up doing another one the same year later on in the year uh, so it was yo. October November so we had um Leo Tanoy is his name he's Samoan and he was working at Casula Powerhouse yo. um and he attended the event and then was asking oh would we then take the event to Casula Powerhouse to do later that year in his yeah. specific festival That's awesome. so yeah it That's was crazy nice. so um when he had asked me, I was kind of like, oh, I wasn't really expecting to... We, I wasn't expecting it to do <laughs> yeah, it again yeah, either, you know. Bigger. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, we'll come and support. And so we then took it there for three years. That was a part of his specific festival that um, that he did every year at the end, um, at the end of each year um, at Casula Powerhouse. So even that from Campbelltown, then moving yeah. to the Casula Powerhouse was a big thing for us and... Yeah. Um, yeah, because then we were part of a another festival. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't really sip. I remember all these things, but now like we're sitting here talking about it, yeah, like in detail. It's like, man, those those are really good times, you yeah, know, yeah, for us, yeah, and the community, yeah. And it's it's crazy, right? So you've had two um, successive uh, events. Um, do you remember a time or or when it actually struck you that oh whoa, these things pretty huge because even before i've met you right mm. janique like i've had uh, my wife's family's been involved at uh, in okay, some yeah. in, in a little bit of a form so I, I heard about it um as well you know and again mm. not involved with the i'm the furthest thing from a fashionista or anything like that you know <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. well when was it that it hit you that was like ah, this is pretty this is pretty big uh probably 2016. So 2015, we moved to Carriage Works. Uh, yeah. um, so the director there at the time, Lisa Havilla, she used to be the director of Campbelltown Arts Centre. Yo. So um, we knew her through doing community work at the Campbelltown Arts Centre. So um, she asked if we would take the event to Carriage Works wow. in 2015. So for me, that was even, even that was like, man, I don't even know if I can run an event in that space. That, like, that's yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep, because, yep. like, <clears throat> at the time, it was called, Australian Fashion Week was called Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week at that time. Uh, yeah. So that was the only other fashion show that happened there. So, Shucks. you know, all, obviously yeah, yeah. all those thoughts came <laughs> get, to my mind. Yeah, like, how am I going to run a show? You get a little bit of doubt know? and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, 2015, we did our first show there, and it was, like, sort of just testing the waters mm-hmm. and... Mm. Um, and yeah, so I was like, even then, I was like, man, I can't even believe we're we're doing this here. Like, um, but 2016, I think I then found like, this is, this is where it's supposed to be, and I yeah. had that confidence of, um, you know. So now the space that we're in holds up to a thousand guests, but um, where we first yeah. had it in 2015, yeah. um, that's now our back of house room. So that's how big the show, has, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how big the, the yeah, show has yeah, grown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but not only that, I think because 2016 was the first year that I then brought everything Pacific. Before then, yeah. you know, it was only based, um, Sydney-based artists yeah. that were a part of everything. But 2016, it was like the first year that we had all Pacific um, uh, hairdressers, yeah. um, makeup artists, nice. media. Nice. Um, yeah, because I was told that, you know, if you keep it all Pacific, it's not going to go anywhere. And this was in nah. 2015. Wow, yeah. And so it, that just, like, 
fueled that fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because I felt like, I was like, man, like, uh, it's not called Pacific Runway to have, <laughs> you know, to have majority following your faces. Like, it didn't make sense. Especially like, because know. we have the talent pool to be able yeah. to fill those roles. And like you said, we have, you know, designers, we have mm. makeup artists, we have yeah. people in media. So the mm. fact that you've got this platform, and for anybody mm. that hasn't been to CarriageWorks, and I encourage you guys to make sure, um, you know, once it's up and running again, that you, mm. you know, you buy tickets as fast as you can because they sell out every time. But it is this massive warehouse, and it looks like, um, like where the train used to used yeah. to dock. oh yeah um, yep, and yep. it's it's a massive shell um and looking at it and just seeing them put everything together is honestly a, a masterpiece and something that i was even you know just walking and assisting with i was proud of just seeing mm. it all come together so yeah yeah big ups to you janique oh thank you man that, that's funny that you said that because that's everyone always asks me what's your favorite like you know, what's your most proudest moment or yeah, favourite, yeah. you know, about the show? And it's just that, like, seeing our people come through the doors and they you just instantly see that they're, like, proud to be Polynesian, yeah. you know, yeah. like, they're proud to be... Because they come into a space, you know, that they're not usually invited to or whatever, yeah. you know, mm. whatever their mm. thoughts are. Mm. Um, yeah. And to come into a massive space like that and then just see that it's just all, you know, brown excellence that's yeah. been celebrated... Um, you can just see like how proud people are when they come through the doors and like that makes me so happy man just to see that is um, yeah and just seeing all our team come together and that it's all our people like yeah. that's my yeah. you yeah. know like everyone back of house everyone that's in the media pit like it's all Pacific like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it was those words that were said to me that like really pushed me to like nah, we're going to make all of this. Like, that just, like, changed something in me to make everything um, Pacific-based. So, yeah. So and it's all worked. <laughs> so, Janique, so you start... So you start seeing it in uh, 16, the success really starting to come through and, and things like that. Um, and then even that, when, when the naysayers say you couldn't do it, you know, the certain way that you wanted to do it and you feel that mm. fire to, to make you want to come through, what was it like trying to... Were you ever in a, in a position where you tried to outdo yourself every year or was there certain key things that you needed to do every year to make sure that it's uh, it's successful? Yep, um, that's every year. So every yeah. year I try and <laughs> change everything. I try and change, like I'll change the, the way the, the runway looks, um, seating arrangements. Um, yeah, I'm always changing things and that's just me trying to better things, um, you know, just because everyone says, oh, it's so great, da, da, da. But for me, I, I see, like, all the little things that, man, I, I want to change this, I want to change that. Yeah. And just for those that come every year yeah. so that they are wowed when they walk in and not expecting it to look the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So that's, yeah, that's something that I try to do every year that I, um, you know, just push myself to change the way things look. Um and just so people don't know what to expect. So that's um, something that I'm big on and that I love to do, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's like an incubator. Like once you've in, like done it yourself, um, you've inspired so many other people. So, you know, I was able to like go to other designers or other photographers because of the, that event itself. Mm. Um, and let me say to everybody that's listening, right, if you want to make an event, 
it's not easy like me and my brother right so we ran the radio station right and so we tried to make our own party and we set it out of uh, Lone Pine Rudy Hill um, and so what we're doing like at, at midnight we're like um, getting flyers in front of Chifley College we're like putting the flyers around the pole you know we're just putting flyers everywhere talking to people um, and the, the day the event came we're like spray painting our own banners yo, put yo, them out. yo let's um, go let's go it's like our dad and our mum and then a couple of cousins, <laughs> so, you know, like, and like we had our DJ kid and everything. So, um, you know, it's not an it's not an easy thing to do a wedding to you know constantly follow up with that. And you know, you've done something really successful, um, but you've done it successfully year after year after yeah, year. Yeah, that's so the thing. Eh? In that longevity, like, is there things that? Um, that you've done to keep what have you done because usually it's it's hard enough to make an event but it's hard enough to just make sure that it's ongoing and it's working other people are a mm. part of it so was there like some key components to for your longevity um man it's just the passion i think yeah. i have to make sure that yeah. you know the passion is still there for me and that's what drives it really um and that's what then makes me think okay i need to change things so that people don't you know, expect the same thing, but um, it honestly just comes down to my passion for this and the passion of our team. Um, that that's why we always want to bring together a great event every year. Um, but yeah, just driven by passion, really. Yeah, nice, Janique. So we've all we're all the way here now. Um, what was tell us about the impact that COVID had on you guys and and how that affected you guys? Um, so we haven't had, been able to... Both shows have been postponed last year and this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2020 so, and this yeah, year. Yeah, 21. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, especially this year, this one probably hurt more because last year was like COVID sort of uh, started early. So, yeah. um, you know, we were in lockdown down or whatever like from March or April was quite early last year so I kind of knew well we don't know if we're coming out of this so we could you know I didn't really make too many plans but this year kind of like we had the whole show organized was just waiting so you know when when COVID like the lockdown hit 27th of June or whatever it was yeah um you know, two week lockdown. I was like, "Oh, sweet, lucky it's happening now and not later." And not later. Next minute, oh, I know. Next shut minute, we're still gate. in this thing. Far you out. know, so it was like, so everyone's like, "Oh, lucky!" You know, lockdown happened like in June and it wasn't too. I was like, "No, we were organised. Yeah, oh, yeah, we were already ready." You know, mm. um, and that's something that um, <clears throat> that we well, yeah, I then do with my team is that. I try once the show finishes, we kind of start planning from December for yeah. the next year. Like I do it quite early, um, just to spread it out so that yeah, we're not yeah, getting yeah. stressed out and everything mm. else, you know. With the last um, minute ones, yeah, yeah. But it was, um, yeah, it sucked because we were mm. because this year was us, us celebrating our would have been our tenth year, yeah, yeah, yeah um, moving into a totally new space in Carriage Works. Yeah. Um, which I was so excited about everyone to come and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then our tickets, I think VIP tickets sold within sold out within 15 minutes and then the whole Shucks. ticket sold out within a week. So that's crazy. And that's the fastest that's ever happened yeah, for, yeah. for us. Like They usually sell out, but not that fast, never that fast. So mm. we kind of knew 
that people were waiting yeah, to sure. come then because when you know 2020 didn't happen so we knew everyone was just looking forward to something yeah um so yeah like really spewing that we couldn't go ahead but um I guess now we are then trying to find well we're just waiting till December 1st see how things look like because and then we start planning for another date for next year um but just to see what the restrictions are around events and people coming together because because it's such a large event, that's yeah. so hard. You know, I don't want to, like, then downsize it yeah. because of all these restrictions. So we've, um, yeah, we're just waiting to see how, um, what the restrictions around large events will look like. Um, but it's really, yeah, it's kind of in the unknown at the moment because yeah. we, we just don't know how that's going to look like for us planning yeah. next year. Um, but I know yeah, that so. 100%, you know, when the floodgates are open, I know you guys are going to come back with a massive bang. Um, and I know everyone out there will be looking forward to it. But, um, hey, just final thoughts from you, uh, Vitor? Um, you know, like, I think I want to just reiterate what I, what I said before in providing a platform, something that... Um, you know, you've really been able to create, um, Janique, is an opportunity for others to thrive. So you have, you know, from, uh, you know, a fashion show um, that you started for Youth Week in the West into a polished product that yeah. everybody can be proud of and just be positive about. Um, and it's not many things um, that, you know, that don't go ahead, but you're still able just to still thrive and still be positive. Um, I know, Janique, you know, you still did things through COVID in supporting some artists and getting them out mm. there. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that just in, in final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like you said, because we've been in this um, whole lockdown thing, we then obviously had to think of ways that we can still keep our um, following, you know, um, interested in what we're doing and things like that. So we did do a lockdown series with um, the artists, uh, the designers that were showcasing this year so we just did where they can share a bit more about their journeys and stuff like that um we were also running um saturday night sound so pacific um musicians to jump on um we were doing doing a live like throughout the um lockdown and then um I've got quite a few friends over in Hawaii that are musicians. So they then Shucks. jumped on and did a session on their own um, and pulled some of their friends together, which was awesome just to have their support from over there. Um, and they did one. And then our last one that we did was um, as a, like, GoFundMe. So we promoted it as, you know, if you – it was a Zoom, so – pay a donation, you know, all these, this, um, this money will get split between all the artists. And we had so many people and people were just donating and not even like mm -hmm. they weren't able to jump on, but um, still donating towards the artists because they were in previous weeks jumping on, doing lives on our Instagram just to keep people yeah. happy while they're at home and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. And I think we were, I'm glad that we were able to do things with other people and us then support others um throughout this time even um pacific businesses were sort of buying things from them to then promote as prizes mm. for these um saturday night sounds so um yeah so even though we were in lockdown we were still able to support yeah. our people and uh, i'm so glad that we were able to do that even if it was on a screen but um you know <laughs> oh, look, the support was there yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. kept going but what i loved about it was the resilience but also yeah. the support 
Um, and it just goes to show to everybody out there, you know, if you're trying to do something, you know, there's always an opportunity, um, even when there's adversity, um, yeah. you can still thrive and push past that and look to the next. So, yeah. you know, yeah, big definitely. ups to you. No, and that's, you. and that's um, one thing that I've probably enjoyed, or not enjoyed, but throughout this whole difficult time, the whole COVID times, just how agile people and businesses have been with their business, you know? All right, so you can't open, all right, we'll do takeaways and things like that. And yeah, even, yeah. even with yourself, all right, we can't hold this, well, we're going to keep busy doing this and showcase our people mm. this way. So, nah, mm. like T said, massive ups, ups to you, Janique. And um, just from you, Fale, final thoughts from you, Togo? Yeah, um, when can we get you in the fashion show? Like, at least, you know, do a bit of a walkout for us. And... <laughs> <laughs> no. <Who are> you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, again, thank you, Janique, for, um, you know, spending your time, being the incubator, you know, for other Pacific talent to be there. Y- yourself is, you know, a big story just to make sure that you push through and the mm-hmm. passion is there and you know if there isn't a way then you find a way and if there isn't a way again then you break yeah. it through and then you make your own hundred like, percent it's just been amazing just hearing your story so um please um everyone listen to this again you're bigger than us so yeah. you know if anyone is on our podcast and listens to this please follow our links um pacific um pacific runway um we'll put the links in our chat and we'll push that through our socials um but please let's let's support each other rather than bring each other down hundred um, because a lot of the time you know if anything i've just got positiveness yeah. from like everything that you've got um Rather, rather than oh man, who does who does he think? He yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. it's, it's amazing. I think it's, yeah. it's really positive for our community. Yeah. Um, and really positive for everyone else. So. Let's go. No, thanks for that, Janine. Thank, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome.